Okay, good evening everyone. Welcome to our live broadcast. Evening Dhamma session. So I'm just going still going over my these talks that I have to give this weekend. Thought it would be be nice to go over a little more of it with you. Be my test audience. So I've got to give this talk on wrong mindfulness or wrong practice. And it's a somewhat difficult talk to get right because mindfulness is always good. No? The Buddha said, Satincha kuahang bhikkave sabatikang vadami. Mindfulness is always useful. It's the only it's the only quality. If you take the seven bojangas, the seven factors of enlightenment, some of them are only useful when you're when you're agitated to calm you down. Some are only useful when you're lazy or or um overly concentrated to perk you up. But mindfulness is always useful. Buddha said and moreover and the idea that mindfulness practice could lead to problems could be dangerous is especially um, especially strange because mindfulness stops problems that's what it's for that's what it does it stops papancha it stops us from making more out of things than they actually are the buddha said yani sotani lokasming satite sangniwarayang whatever streams there are in the world the buddha used this word stream it's quite interesting whatever uh, channels there are for for problems basically for stress for suffering for mental illness if you will mindfulness stops them mindfulness prevents them mindfulness stops all problems is basically it because Mindfulness is about seeing things just as they are. It's about grasping experience for what it is. Not getting lost in what we want it to be or what we think it is. What we think of it. Right, wrong, good, bad. Me, mine. All of those have no place in, in mindfulness. So how is it that people practice meditation and, and have problems? I'm happy to say, I mean maybe verging on a little bit proud to say that I've never had a meditator go crazy on me. But I have seen meditators go crazy. I spent three nights in a mental hospital before I was a monk 
with a, a crazy patient, crazy meditator, a meditator who had gone off the reservation. Is that the no off the what's the word? Had gone crazy. And it was quite a, an experience. So how does it happen? And so I, in my last talk, I already talked about these. We'll go over them again. One, you're unmindful. Two, uh, your your mindfulness is misdirected. Three, your mindfulness is lapsed. And four, your mindfulness is impotent or ineffectual. These are the only ways I can see that mindfulness could be could go wrong. So first, you'd be unmindful. Goes without saying that if you don't ever practice mindfulness, it can't possibly help you. But there are people who go to meditation centers and, for whatever reason, don't actually practice mindfulness. I remember once I had one. It's my most shame, shameful experience as a teacher. I wasn't hadn't been a teacher that long. So there was this young Thai man, and I said to him, "Okay, so start off with." This many minutes walking, this many minutes sitting. You know, start off. We start off with like ten of walking and ten of sitting. Just do them together. And he came back the next day, and everything's fine. The next day, and the next day, and it was about six, seven days. Nothing. No pain. No stress. Didn't have any challenges. Like he wasn't dealing with anything. And so I asked him, "How many rounds are you doing a day?" He said one. <laughs> well, I told him to do ten minutes walking, ten minutes sitting. That's what he did. <laughs> I said, "What did you do for the rest of the day?" I sat around and read, read comics or something. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to do. Him. He'd gone through half the course by this time. <laughs> So I, I sent him off to one of the senior teachers and said, you know, I'll make him their problem. <laughs> but I felt kind of bad. It was it was partially my fault for not being clear. So ten minutes, ten minutes is per session. And we don't, of course, time. We aren't exact. We aren't, of course, looking for a quota of hours a day or something like that. Because the other thing, of course. You can walk and sit for hours and get no benefit if you're not mindful. Mindfulness isn't about hours or days or years. If anyone tells you how long they've been meditating, it's it's interesting information, but it's not all that useful. Because they haven't been meditating for ten years or twenty years. You have to know how many minute how many moments they've been mindful for, that's much more interesting. So if you're unmindful, of course, uh, there's not much we can say. You certainly can't blame the meditation practice, but living in a in an environment like this without being mindful, that could very easily drive you crazy. The second um, second is misdirected mindfulness. This is, I think, potentially where a lot of the problems come from. Because if you're mindful of concepts, 
there is a lot more danger. I would go out on a limb and say uh, samatha meditation, which focuses on concepts, is much more dangerous than vipassana meditation. And I would bet there are statistics. You could find statistics. You could accumulate statistics to show that. Because reality is quite limited. I mean, isn't this? It's. Um, it can be quite boring at times. Reality turns out to be seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, thinking. Where's the fun in that, right? I mean, if you get into it, it's quite exciting, but there's none of the endless possibilities of tranquility meditation. What would you rather do, remember your past lives or sit here saying rising, falling, rising, falling, right? Or gain magical powers, read people's minds, all these things. That would be more fun. The world of concepts is infinite. You can imagine a hare with horn, a, a rabbit with horns. You can imagine a rabbit with antlers. You can ima imagine a pink rabbit with antlers, or a blue, or a yellow. Right. And because concepts are infinite, you can easily get lost very easily, without strict guidance and regulation. When you're mindful of concepts And by mindful here again We just mean when you grasp the concept It's possible to get Caught up in the concept And I would still argue that Mindfulness isn't to blame here Because in samatha you still need mindfulness And if you have mindfulness It uh, it, it, it can't possibly go wrong Because you grasp the object like, for example, uh, a, f a candle flame, say, easy example. You focus on the candle flame, uh, and if you're mindful of it, then you know that this is fire. And you say, fire, fire, fire. And you're, you're grasping the concept of fire well. That mindfulness is, you know, it's a good thing. It's what keeps you from seeing it as more, but more or, or, or different. But... Um, the thing about the thing about concepts is that they can become because they're in your mind eventually you get the picture of the fire in your mind they can morph and become different things if you're mindful of the past mindful of uh mindful of the future much more much more likely and why this is really considered wrong, we talked about this, is that it's just not the way to enlightenment. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it can be actually indirectly helpful because it you gain great concentration. But but much more common, and, and you do see this quite a bit, are people, these meditators who've been practicing for years and have a very strong meditation practice, but have never attained Nibbana, have never realize cessation of suffering because they have pleasant experiences and because they're focusing on concepts and really clear on reality uh, the third lapsed mindfulness lapsed mindfulness i think is where real danger for one's mental health is um and and this you see you uh, 
because when you meditate it brings up this is where meditation is potentially quite dangerous simply because it brings up deep dark emotions that can be dangerous both I don't want to scare you and most people this isn't a problem but it's important to go slow and it's important in some cases it's really important to have a teacher you know not most people don't have really crazy things inside but it can happen that things come up that you're not easily able to deal with you know one of um, I mean it's one of the great things of watching a, an experienced teacher in, in, in action my teacher was uh, there was one time that stands out I remember we're sitting up in his kuti waiting for meditators and suddenly one of the one of the nuns who worked in the office says runs in and says there's a meditator outside of the office and she's going crazy she's she's uh, saying nonsense and running around like a crazy person and he goes tell her to be mindful or no he just said be mindful be mindful because this nun herself was quite unmindful and the way he just sat there and said yeah yeah just be mindful uh, like we're all jumping up and getting ready to, to go and save the day because things come up and you react to them you get disturbed by them you get taken off guard it happens with both positive and negative negative conditions with positive conditions you get lost in them hey that's interesting that's nice and because you stop being mindful and both because you stop being mindful and because of the they're, they're so strong and they're so powerful they can really suck you in negative as well if you have negative things from the most of us have something negative from the past it, it sucks you in it comes as a result you know it shows itself as a result of the practice so that's a good thing both of them are really good I mean it's good that that positive things come out but negative things come out it's good that the deep stuff comes out because it's um it means you're becoming more in tune with yourself and more in tune with reality and you're getting a deeper experience of who you are but without a, a, a stabilizing presence someone to remind you or without reminding yourself that hey it's still just an experience it can be dangerous there were these uh, in the in the in the texts in the Sanyutta Nikaya, I think. There are these monks who the Buddha taught them mindfulness of of, I think it was mindfulness of the loathsomeness of the body, or I can't remember what it was now. But they taught them something, and they all killed themselves as a result. Or they had someone kill them. They hired some guy to to kill them because they were so revolted by it. it was just such a bizarre story like they reacted so violently to this commentary says they had really bad karma they had been hunters in past lives but um, the point is that things can come out and if you're not uh, if you're not ready for for the truth if you can't handle the truth then it can be potentially problematic not to, so not so to be clear that mind this is one way that mindfulness practice is I've never seen it happen with any of my students but uh, 
mindfulness meditation is potentially dangerous. There was one um, one meditator that this meditator that I spent time in the mental hospital with. I wasn't her teacher, um, but the problem was she had I think too much instruction from wrong people. There were some people who weren't her teachers going in and and going into her room and talking to her and feeding her all sorts of weird ideas. Like there's a lot of superstition in folk Buddhism and telling her things about past lives and karma and really getting her lost and and, and winding her up. Uh, I think because you know suddenly she's out running around and. She was using the mantras, but but she was saying all the, she was using them to wind herself up. So she would say to herself, "Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom." I remember that was one. Like she would just repeat think repeat a mantra to her, but it would wind her up instead of calm her down, because it wasn't based on any experience. This is an example. People get the mantra wrong. Uh, instead of using it to note what's there, they use it to note what they want to be there. And that'll wind you up. It's quite easy to get lost if you're not clear about the practice. I mean, mindfulness is just the reason I think you, you, you don't see uh, people going crazy practicing mindfulness is because... Uh, because it's so well, just because it's 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 such a calming uh, influence. The mindfulness itself stops all that. Anyway, so lapsed mindfulness. It happens with good experiences. It happens with bad experiences. If you're not careful to catch it and keep going, you know, at the at least at the least you'll get stuck. At the worst, you can get caught up and, and temp go temporarily AWOL. And the fourth is what I talked about, imp impotent mindfulness, or probably what the Buddha would have explained as wrong mindfulness. Uh, and that is wrong mindfulness that is blocked by something. So, I mean, one common example is w with those people who have taken the bodhisattva vows. They've taken a vow to become a Buddha. They've taken a vow to not become enlightened. That's basically what it says. I vow not to enter into Nibbana until all beings are ready to become enlightened. And uh, that prevents them, of course, from, I mean, it actually does. This is not a theoretical thing. We've had meditators. I had one. We had one monk, another guy. I took him to the mental hospital. I remember that night. Um, he tried to kill himself on several occasions because he was at one. He was on one hand trying to become a Buddha, and on the other hand trying to practice uh, insight meditation to become an arahant. And and he had other issues. It was probably fairly specific to him, but he did eventually drive himself crazy. But a more common one, I mean, people who who have a very strong belief in self or belief in God or that kind of thing, this prevents you from letting go and and experiencing things objectively. 
if you have a sense that everything's going to work out or God has a plan for us or something like that, it can very much get in the way. I mean, this is wrong view, according to Buddhism. And I've been through. I went through them. You know, if you have wrong thought, if you're wishing ill of other people, that obstructs your path. Or if you have lots of desires or ambitions, if you're arrogant or that kind of thing, these will get in the way. If you have wrong speech, if you say nasty things about people, if you're a liar or a gossip or that kind of thing, if you if you just talk too much, you know, that'll get in your way. wrong action if you're a thief, a murderer, an adulterer, adulterer. If you have wrong livelihood, if you make money through killing or stealing, that kind of thing. If you have wrong effort, if you're lazy, or if you just put your effort out to become, to do bad things. If you have wrong concentration. If you're unfocused. Or if you focus on the wrong things. Mindfulness, that mindfulness needs all of these other qualities. I mean, most especially things like right view and, and right action. I think if you don't have morality and wisdom, concentration aspect with mindfulness and so on can't, can't, call, can't develop. So for most people, the consequence of wrong mindfulness is simply they'll stop practicing. They'll be discouraged and they'll feel like and they'll, they'll reach an impasse where they can't get past People practice uh, Whether they practice properly or improperly uh, Without a solid training in mindfulness A good teacher And uh, a good mind that is able to receive it It's quite common for people to just give it up they get afraid, or they get discouraged, or they get disinterested because they don't get it. Another, but as I said, another consequence is that they they continue practicing but don't get anywhere. They practice and they just feel peaceful or calm, that kind of thing, without ever letting go, without ever becoming free from ego or desire or that kind of thing. Um, and in extreme cases, the consequence is that people go crazy. The crazy is usually temporary. I don't think I've ever heard of meditation driving you crazy for the rest of your life, but it's temporary insanity. They, they get so wound up that they find it hard to come back down. And uh, usually what happens is they get medicated. And usually they, they go to, you know, there's there's intervention because they start going crazy and hitting people and running around, tearing their clothes off, that kind of thing. So eventually they get institutionalized and medicated by society and uh, and then they gradually calm down and maybe they go see a therapist and people start to think Buddhism is maybe a, you know, 
maybe a bad thing. You read, you hear, there are papers about this. I just someone sent me a paper about how mindfulness is practice can, or meditation practice, I guess, in general. I didn't really read it because I don't know how interested I am in what it says. What I can say is I've never had it happen to any of my students. So cross our fingers. No, quite confident it won't happen. This technique is quite solid and, and concrete, right? It's hard to do it wrong. It's hard to have a wrong understanding of how it works after a few days of me drilling it into you, exactly what you have to do. It's, it's pretty hard to get on the wrong path, so it's not something anyone should worry about. The only thing you have to worry about is if you're not doing it, that's all. So, there you go. A little bit more Dhamma today. Hopefully I wasn't too much of a repetition. Thank you all for coming up. Again, the meditation site is not loading, so I'm not going to answer questions tonight. Thank you all for coming up.